Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and we're recording again live on set in our studios in Amherst, Ohio at St. Joseph Rectory, and we're here with Father Michael Denk. Welcome, Father. Thank you so much. Welcome to Amherst. Thank you for having us uh, to your, your home. We're going to continue our discussion on what we believe in the creed. Today we're going to talk about, I believe, in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And question 129 asks, why can there only be one church? So the UCAT says, just as there is only one Christ, there can only be one body of Christ. So that makes perfect sense to me. Only one bride of Christ, and therefore only one church of Jesus Christ. He is the head, the church is the body. Together, as St. Augustine says, they form the whole Christ. So together, we are the body of Christ. So though we think you know that we have different churches buildings and also different denominations and different whatever the truth is there's really only one one church we believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church so there is only one body of christ there's only one person of christ and we are his body in the world today so there this this notion and then that's hard for us i think um to, to sit with that paradox of being um, different and one, but that's all ultimately the paradox of, of Christ and the Trinity too. Three persons, one God. So we believe that there is one church with all these unique members that become one body of Christ. Well, also, I like to point out in Matthew sixteen eighteen that Christ only built one church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a singular right. uh, church that he built. And by definition, all the other churches are man-made because they weren't built by Christ. They right. were built by men or women. And we hear in Ephesians 2, uh, chapter 4, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to that one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. So I think even there we have it very explicit that there is one faith, you know, and I think we're so used to uh, a consumer society where we can kind of pick and choose where we want to go and where we want to buy our things and what we want. There's God has given us this wonderful gift of the, the church, you know, again, to be our mode of salvation that in and through the church, God's body here on earth, as the head has gone to heaven, he's going to bring all of the rest of us with him. I think one of the biggest problems we have in the world today, and and especially here in America, is distinguishing what is true and what is false or what is evil. And the church is that steady oar that guides us, again, by the Holy Spirit, what is the truth. And we can trust the church that Christ built with 100% confidence because he promises that he'll be with us, right? Yeah. Always. So not only did he like build it and leave it for us, but he continues 
to work with, in, and through us as his body in the church. So we're not separated, you know, and that's, that is the image of, of him being the head and we are the body. We're not separated, you know. We are, are connected and united, and the Holy Spirit is continuing to work through this one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Okay. So are our non-Catholic Christians, are they our brothers and sisters in the faith? Yeah, so all we believe in one baptism, you know, so if anyone has been baptized in this one baptism, we do believe that they are part of our church, that, that they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so um, that is why also that the Christians who find themselves separated from the full communion of the Catholic Church in which Jesus Christ lives on are rightly called Christians and therefore our brothers and sisters. So even though they might not share in the fullness of the Catholic Church, they, they have been baptized and initiated into um, into the faith of Jesus Christ. So they are our brothers and sisters walking in the faith. So we are united. Um, one of my scripture scholars back in the seminar used the image of a river. And sometimes in a river, you know, you got this, this huge river and it's going one direction. Then sometimes you have these streams that are broken off and sometimes they kind of come back in and, and go back. But, but at some point, hopefully they do all come together and we're all going in the same direction you know so through baptism we are this 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 spirit this water that is flowing together in one direction so yeah they are our brothers and sisters in christ and and ultimately we do believe that the holy spirit is is working to bring us together as one that there will be this union and reunion of all of us together okay so how can we help and what can we do to promote the unity of all Christians? So that is, you know, the and there, I think the river is a beautiful image of that. The reality is that we're not fully united. And it's difficult to, for us to live with paradox. It always is um, for us. It just as, you know, the paradox of God, of, of being fully, of, of, of Christ, Jesus being fully human and fully divine. Well, the, there's a paradox in the church that we're called to be one, and yet right now we're separated. Right now, that we are not fully united, and 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 the Holy Spirit is working to bring us together as one. So the UCAT says, in word and deed, we must obey Christ, who expressly wills that they may all be one. So as He says, as as Father, you and I are one, that they may be one. So He desires. First of all, I think that's important for us to remember. He desires it. You know. So if if Jesus desires it, and wants this to happen. And if we allow ourselves to let him work through us, it's it's going to happen. You know, he's going to bring it bring us through to this fruition and to this unity. I know uh, I have quite a few non-Catholic Christian friends, and we do have a lot in common. And of course, the biggest thing we have in common is our love for Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's a great place to start as far as fostering unity among Christians is acknowledging all the things that we have in common because we have much more in common than we don't have in right. common. And that would be one of the, you know, the the hopes of the whole ecumenical movement in our church is to look at that, to realize this grace, the blessings of what we have in common, to look at that first. And and you would want to do that with any relationship, you know. I mean, even if a, if a so one of the, we we mentioned you know the spousal imagery of the church on another show. If you look at a husband and wife and they're going through difficult times, maybe they're even separated. What you would do first is try to help them see what has been good, you know what what's been fruitful in their life, where there where there are common you know interests, and when when they begin to look at that, 
then their their differences aren't so magnified. Their difficulties aren't so magnified. And sometimes we do that. We focus on uh, what's wrong, and we, we make that the center of our, our, our paradigm rather than what is right and, and, and what is good and what is truthful, you know, and what, what, what is being revealed in Christ, especially in baptism. That's a great point, Father. I think of the my wife and I have been together 42 years, and we've been married 37 years. Congratulations. That's wonderful. And I think of we hardly ever have a fight, but when we do, I let my ego get in the way. Mm -hmm. I'm hurt. I feel this need to be right. And then I take a step back, and I think, wait a minute. I don't have to be right. In fact, most of the time, I'm wrong. That's a, just just realize that it would make marriage a lot well, easier. Exactly. Well, early in my marriage, I realized to say the words, honey, you're right, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. When I learned to say those words, we have gotten along beautifully. Yeah, and I think that takes, obviously, a great humility. Um, but there's a, a, a truth and a humbleness, too, to realize that God is beyond... He's beyond what we can understand or or fathom, and sometimes we tend to think we got the whole picture. I got this. I know. I know the truth, and you know that can really be a, a turnoff for people. And it is. You know who wants who who likes to know it all. You know nobody likes somebody that thinks right. that they know it all, and um, that's not going to bring about about our our unity or our communion. So, so so in taking that analogy with me and my wife and our marriage and our relationship. With our separated uh, Christian brothers and sisters, again, we could admit, hey, we're, we're, we've been wrong sometimes. I've made right, some mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But and let's I focus don't... on what we have in common mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then discuss the differences, but let's focus mostly on you know, our love and for again, Jesus. And again, uh, yeah, focusing on Christ. So really, they, they know him. You know, there's something about their baptism that they have this relationship with him, as do we. And if we if we look at that and say, tell me about that, tell me about your experience of Jesus, how you've gotten to know him, how he's real to you. You know, when have you had moments in your life that you've really felt his presence? When have you, you know, been drawn outside of yourself? How have you come to know God's love in this world? And when you begin sharing on that level, that's a, a very deep and intimate level, and that's going to lead us deeper to the truth than... Um, that's anything a else, great I point. Uh, I have a TV show that I do locally in my community in Wadsworth, and one of the things I love to share about being a Catholic is all the ways that we have to get closer to Christ. Mm. We're the only denomination or the only church that has daily worship services. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, throughout all of Ohio, downtown, they have three masses a day and confession three times a day. That's the wonderful know. thing about the universal church, you know, anywhere you go. It's better It's better than AA, right? Like You can find AA meetings everywhere. everywhere, but you can find the, the, the you know, uh, Catholic church everywhere and, and somewhere to go to mass everywhere, too. It's a wonderful blessing. So we, we, got, we got the mass. We got the rosary. We have novenas. We have so many ways. We have the Legion of Mary, the Knights of Columbus. There's all these ways to get involved with the church and with the community and together as a community get closer to Christ. Right. And again, it's more than any other church has. And not that, again, they, they have Christ, but they just don't have the fullness. The Catholic Church has the fullness, and they have and again, all these tools. And again, you know, the, the realization that God wants us to be one. And if we start, again, with that paradigm of love, 
and focusing on what unites us rather than what divides us, we'll be much more welcoming. You know what I mean? So if, if we welcome people to, to, to come with us to th these many different opportunities that we have, that's going to be uh, much more, I, I would think, much more attractive than that's a great going point. up to somebody and saying, hey, by the way, you're wrong about what you know. You know what I mean? Instead of, of you know debating or arguing... Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're focusing on what we have in common, the love of God. Yeah. You know, you talked about the Holy Spirit being that image of that burning flame. Right. And the light and the warmth of a flame and how it uh, automatically attracts us. Yeah. Again, same thing. If we focus on the love of God and the love of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, again, that's going to draw us together. It does, Instead yeah. of fighting about and if, that's, where we're different. If you think about that, even the image of a campfire in summer. It draws together everybody, neighbors, you know, people that you might not even know. All of a sudden you're gathered around the fire and there's there's a bond. And so if we do focus on the person of Christ, if we do focus on the truth, the Holy Spirit, and again, the person, not so much an idea that we have or a concept, but our personal, you know, experience of, of Jesus, that is going to draw us together into his love. Right. And nobody can argue with that. Excellent. We've been listening to Father Michael Dank as we go through the UCAT and talk about what we believe as Catholics. Father, could we please have your blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Just a reminder to our listeners, we have hundreds of past Faith with Father shows archived, and we are now podcasting all of the new shows. You can subscribe right on our website, livingbreadradio.com. Go to the programming tab and click on Faith with Father. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry, your host, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, Email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.